0: Papa Jeff's America program is on the air, anytime, any device, PapaJeffUSA.com. Here's a thought. Disagree doesn't mean dislike. From Houston, Texas, it's OG time. Welcome to the Papa Jeff's America podcast. We're continuing the conversation one podcast at a time. A conversation about what's going on in America. A conversation about politics, government, world events, stuff and things. With differing points of view, we're all-inclusive. Everything from far right to far left and everything in between. Things you, America, want to talk about with commentary, exhilarating guests, and what would a day be without Papa Jeff's classic old guy humor, right? So, with one sort of kind of good eye, a very, some would say, unique sense of humor? And definitely a face for radio, here's Mr. Here We Go himself, the G-Man, P.G. the O.G., Papa Jeff. O.G. Time, Papa Jeff's America program powered by O.G. Radio. I'm the G-Man here with you, P.G., the O.G., Papa Jeff. We're the internet podcast that talks about the things that America, that you, want to talk about. Hey, call or text us with your thoughts, comments, and suggestions, what you want to hear at 281-940-6980, 281 2-8-1-9-40. 940 Sixty-nine eighty message and data rates may apply, or you can send us an email at our website, papageffusa.com. OG Radio Houston Weather, National Weather Service says high today of 88, overnight low of 73. Currently at the airports, Houston Hobby 88, Bush Intercontinental 87, and at the OG Radio Studios in Houston, Texas, it's sunny and 87 degrees. As the presidential election gets closer, the more accurate information we all have, the better, right? So beginning today, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined today and every Thursday by Mr. Andrew Wellborn from Northern California. He's been on the Papa Jeff's America program before and is an expert when it comes to the political infosphere. Andrew is the host of the 503 Report, a weekly political-based radio show heard in Northern California and also nationwide. So great conversations in store for today, and you'll want to join us today and every Thursday all the way through the election for the latest conversation of what's happening. Always a great time when Texas and California gets together. The Papa Jeff's America program, continuing the conversation one podcast at a time. More with Andrew Wellborn coming up. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Don't cry for me, White House staffers The
0: truth is I will infect you All through my tweeting, my mad existence I broke my promise Won't keep my distance I always say it too much Never mind the thousands of lies I have told to you. As for wearing masks and acting sane, that is nothing that I will ever
1: do. So
0: don't cry for me, sacred service. Though Covid might just (coughs)
1: The Lincoln Project is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: Born. Hello, California. It's our first Wednesday for us on this election special, and these guys are going to be hearing it on Thursday or afterwards, but this is our our first Wednesday special uh, as we get started running on through the election. Hey, Andrew, what's going on?
1: Hey, man. Great to be here. Hello, Houston, Texas, and across America as your podcast begins to spread, sir.
0: It is. There's a lot of stuff spreading right now.
1: <laughs> I I I would
0: love to be a, a super spreader, if you will, with this with our podcast. Uh, I I wish the super spreader of the other stuff would stop. Uh, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot going on. We got the the vice presidential debate coming up, and and a lot of talk about that, and and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you—you you and I are. Uh, everybody knows you and I are on opposite sides of the aisle when it—it it comes to, you know, our our political views. Uh, you're not extreme on the one, and I'm not. Some would say I'm extreme on the other. I don't really think I am. But um, you know, we we just came off this. Uh, president is positive for the the Rona if you will. And, you know, I, I saw his Twitter machine last night going off and I've had patients before in my medical life with, you know, that have been on that particular steroid and woo! And I think even this morning he's still roiding out, you know, and, um, I don't fault him for that, but <laughs> man, and just let Trump be Trump. Uh, well he is, and I I don't know, you know, one of the questions I have and I, I, I'll put it to you and I, and I kind of put you on the spot for a minute. But, you know, going back to my medical thing and, and HIPAA, you know, doctors can talk about whatever you want them to talk about, per se, within HIPAA. And they're talking about and this and the president did this and he did this and he did this. And, you know, I mean, we've heard going back into we, we've heard more about him than in some instances that we little tmi too much information on some things yet we can't find out when he they don't know when he's actually testing positive tested positive and, and that 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 give, that just gives the media room to to roam and and they are and, and i'm curious how how come because and I can't blame his fourteen-year-old doctor. <laughs> I know the guy's a navy commander, but he still looks like he's fourteen. Maybe he's a strong fifteen. I don't know. But I mean, this guy was come on, clearly, man. clearly walking stuff back. How come Trump's hiding behind HIPAA? What what's going on? What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, that's you know. First of all, let's 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 sit back calmly and let's discuss how nuts the media is right now across America, especially coming out of New York and for the life of me, I I really don't understand, which I think it's, I think, I think what I'm about to say is not happening, but for the life of me, I I don't understand why rural America would ever rely on media coming out of New York, New York city and the major big boys, big girls, whether it be Fox, MSNBC, CNN, all the above. Yeah. It doesn't matter. but when it comes to the HIPAA, you know, I mean, HIPAA is HIPAA. Um, do I think that the president is hiding anything? No, I do not think the president is hiding anything. It's just that regardless, let's face it, Papa Jeff, there are a lot of people on the Democrat side of the aisle across America that were really hoping that the president would have died last week. Let's just be straight up, hardcore. Unfortunately, let's that's Addressed to 800-pound gorilla. yeah. Absolutely. And so the president did not die. Yes. And so as a result, there is a scramble. And one of the things that I laid out last week, which I've got no problem addressing, was whether or not the president was intentionally exposed. It's kind of ironic that only 14 members of this inner circle within a rose garden at this point, three of them being members of the Senate Judiciary Committee on the eve of a Supreme Court nominee, are the only individuals that were kind of exposed supposedly within this super spread event but anyways when it comes down to it that's a whole different conversation man that's a whole different conversation oh yeah but the reality is is that the majority of the democrats a good portion definitely every bernie sanders socialist out there really was cheering on and really hoping that the president would die he did not die he's coming on strong so as a result of it, there is going to be an attack on his recovery. And at this page, man, I mean, we're, we're less than 30 days out from the, from the election at this point. It really doesn't matter what the president says. The majority of the media is going to tack it as him being hiding something or lying about something. Sure, It just doesn't matter
0: yeah that, that's true so in my
1: opinion is the president hiding anything i don't think so does okay. the president have a great opportunity to to rephrase a message across america yes he does does the far socialist marxist left of america really fear this yes they do is this a rallying point yes it is yeah. did the great october surprise go in the way that maybe some people were hoping it would have gone on one side of the aisle? No, it did not. So here we are. Now everybody's in a standstill waiting for the president to strike back. The president knows and his team knows and everybody knows that the majority of the Democrats were saying very, very hateful things. And you could hear it in the voices of the individuals Like I said, I want to just specifically say MSNBC, CNN. You can tell they were giddy at the thought. And they were hoping, regardless of them saying that they were not, you know, of an outcome. And uh, the president knows this. But the president has survived this. Now the president gets to hit back. And so the left part of the nation is just waiting for the president to hit back. But meantime, they're going to attack him thinking that they can hit him first before he gets to swing back. So the doctors at this point, you know, Jeff, as well as I know, uh, at this point in time, the health concerns is a slippery, slippery slope when it comes to the president. The president does still have privacy. Yeah. But right now, they phrased him over a one, beat, one week period as being a morbidly obese uh, old man that coronavirus, um, that fit the profile that the coronavirus would take out and eventually possibly die. They didn't use the word die, they used every other word except for die. So yeah, I don't believe at this point that the president is, is hiding anything. It's just that the president is still in recovery and what people are not picking up is that every doctors and most of the messages are clear that the president is still "quote unquote" not out of the woods yet, right. and still recovering.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, he he may not know, although he is a smart guy, and he should know that he's still in the recovery. I mean, we the the and yes the the MSNBC, CN, CNNs, uh, you know, ha- and I uh, I know folks would find this hard to believe. It's shocking, but I actually do drop in on Fox every once in a while. And, you know, check out what's going on over there. And he knows that he's still in the recovery period. We can we can go back, again, a totally separate conversation, but we could go back to the the Mr. Herman Cain side, uh, timeline. And he was in Tulsa unmasked. And we know that he ended up passing away and from that. Not from that. We don't know. Everyone, of course, on the left would speculate that he did pass away from that but we don't know but Trump is not out of the woods that's kind of what surprised me a little bit um I he's he's definitely a showman and that's part of what makes Trump Trump um but I I looked into the numbers this morning and um the the death number the last number that I had and I did get it from MSNBC um uh, and yes, I am drinking my coffee out of my MSNBC Rachel Maddow mug, which is I, I have that. I have that, and I have a Morning Joe mug. <laughs> um, but the the um, the morning numbers were two hundred twelve thousand and seventy um, deaths. And I know there's some contention about whether these are COVID deaths. What's a COVID death? Which came first, chicken or the egg? All that. But Trump, being yeah. Trump and being the showman, uh, there's been him going on this, I'll call it a joy ride in his, you know, Trump mobile secret service, hermetically sealed vehicle with now reported to be perhaps three secret service agents in there. I, I don't know. I mean, Trump being Trump, I think is there's an outbreak at the white house right now. Things are nuts as much as they want to tell you that it's calm and cool and collected. I mean, even Kaylee's got it and you know, he, just from I want to say to 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 my haters um, and my the folks that that love our broadcast and and love me and 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 love you that that you are part of this program as well they know that I would never wish death on anyone that's not me and no I and I I thank the Lord Jesus that Trump is okay and no guys i haven't turned my back on jesus because i'm leaning to the left on my political views as one person actually 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 ask me that on facebook i saved that that post it's oh my goodness i would not wish that i i like the battle the the debate the i i like eh. my my wife and some of her friends say that my hobby um is not podcasting that's my job um that my hobby is arguing with people that i don't know on the internet uh (laughs) because i will sometimes just take on somebody that i don't even know for whatever reason anyway um and then going up the the portico steps to the truman balcony and then uh, uh, anyway should he debate should trump debate next thursday night i mean do you think he should do that with where he's at
1: that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, that's a great question. And, you know, I, uh, I, I, I want to start, I want to go back with some of the things and then get to your question. There's a great, stupid movie out there. And I want to say that one more time. It's a great, stupid movie out there. It's called The Day Reagan Was Shot. And it's an absolute false portrayal of what people believed to be was the chaos going on in the White House. Every individual out there that was involved in the situation when Ronald Reagan was shot has debunked it consistently. There is absolutely, I mean, you can say everybody, One, the one time that everybody agreed, as far as advisors, members of cabinet, with President Reagan, was that this was a false depiction of what was going on behind the scenes with all of the cabinets and the advisors, cabinet members and the advisors. So I refer to that movie as something that we're seeing a repeat as far as the statement that you just made with all the chaos going on behind the scenes of the White House. Mm -hmm. I do not believe that is the case at this point. Mm -hmm. Leadership is leadership and individuals are leading the best that they can. As far as the president coming out and taking the lap, I would expect the president, whether it be President Barack Obama, whether it be President Joe Biden, or even vice presidential nominee candidate Joe Biden, because let's make make no mistake about it, Joe Biden would end up in Walter Reed as well. And it would be Joe Biden who had done the same thing to show the supporters, because that's leadership, I'm okay. The doctors have cleared me that I'm out of the critical. I'm not on the ventilator that most of the Democrat side was praying for me to be on. And yes, I'm showing some strength. And yes, to walk up to the Truman back of balcony and to take off the mask and say, I'm okay. You know, that's going to challenge the narrative because let's face it, when we take a look at 200,000 people dying as a result of the coronavirus, whether that it's really the coronavirus or not, we understand that, we realize that it's not 10, 15, 20 million people as modeled. And so most Americans are really taking a look to see, is this really the case that it is? And for the president who has been mocked, I know that they like to say that he's mocking the mask, but the president has been mocked on the idea and concept, or we're not going to trust him with these experimental drugs that the FDA is not. Well, he just took them. He just took them, and he bounced back pretty quick, as we see at this point, which is a big threat to the message of masks across America. Mm. So the debate is the debate. When we look at 19,000 people have died out here in the state of California, supposedly, of coronavirus, We have shut down an economy that hosts over 40 million people. And the reality is, is that even though 19,000 people, that is sad and unfortunate, are we to the point to where we're going to be scared of a virus or can we survive the virus? And I think that's what the message is going to be from the president. He's already indicated that we can go forward and we can live. And it really goes back to the message of, no, and I totally support what I'm about to say here, Papa Jeff. Now, um, if if you know that you fit the criteria of vulnerability, then wear a mask. Uh, Protect yourself. I get checked on a two-week basis. I've had five checks, Papa Jeff, because of my profession. Right. Uh, Mandatory. I've got no choice. I either take the choice, I mean, I either take the test, or I leave my profession. I am 0 for 5. I'm not going to wear a mask. And I don't care what you say to me, because I'm negative. If anybody's going to infect me, it's going to be you. And I'm not worried about getting infected. If I get infected, I get infected. Yeah. So the president doing the, 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 the trip, the wave the wave by, and rather than drive by, the wave by, <laughs> yeah. and then going up on the Truman Balcony, I think that we would expect the president to show the strength You know, we saw Ronald Reagan, the vision of Ronald Reagan when he was being, you know, wheeled into Ronald, into Walter Reed, that vintage footage. He gave the thumbs up, letting everybody know that he was he was conscious, even though he'd been shot. That symbolism is something that we need to embrace as Americans to know that our president is alive. We don't need to criticize the action. We need to thank the president for letting us know, Okay, he's okay. Now let's go forward with the election.
0: And Reagan even asked the doctor, I hope you're a Republican. And the doctor said, Today, Mr. President, we're all Republicans. I, I remember that. And that was uh, uh, a We definite. all should be like
1: that. Today we're all we are all Republicans for the president, regardless. Now, now that we know the president's okay, now that we know the president has survived it and that so many death wishes have not come true. Yeah. Now let's get busy with the campaign. Right. It's on for sure. So tonight, it's
0: all. It's tonight, all. tonight, 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 we've got Kamala and Mike Pence, and I, I had a note here to ask you what you thought. You know, if if uh, if if Mr. Pence should uh, Vice President Pence to be uh, more uh, pre- precise uh, and respectful, should Vice President Pence be because he was at that Rose Garden super spreader, if you will, should he be out? And some would say no, some would say yes, but I I don't want to to spend a lot of time on that. He's actually been, and of course, the media is going to pick up on this, especially the left media, that he is, quote, mocking Kamala for having the plexiglass barrier. I don't think that's necessarily dumb to have that, but I would rather see that than not have the debate or or to have the debate uh, on Zoom, which makes it could still happen, but still makes it a little bit odd but anyway um what do you think is going to happen tonight because i i i'm anxious to see it and and we're going to talk about it on our on our next week because this is our our you know we're going to be doing this recordings on wednesday and and this is going to break at midnight tonight wednesday going into thursday so our folks uh you know my folks and your folks are going to have access to this starting at midnight and um, we're going to do this every week so they can keep up on what's going on. And this is going to tie into what you're doing on your radio program on Fridays, SierraDailyNews.com. See, I got it right. The 503 report, SierraDailyNews.com. And um, what do you think? What's going on tonight? What's going to happen tonight?
1: Betcha. But, you know, let me answer the question. I gave you that big dissertation. I always do all that stuff. But yes, I think the president and the vice president should debate if um you know the president is clear test negative you know we know that he's probably going to be that asymptomatic at this point in time he's going to survive it um without a doubt put up the put up the plexiglass barriers between the president and the vice president take all these precautions i've I've got no problem with that but yes they should debate if joe biden wants to wear a mask wear a mask if the president does not want to wear a mask don't wear a mask That's just a definitive difference now between philosophy on this. I don't don't want to call it pandemic anymore. I don't think that we've hit the numbers as a pandemic. and We're just going to call it this virus spread or something along that effect. Now, when it comes to the vice presidential debate, look, man, you know, I'm going to fall back on hashtag Willie Brown Mm -hmm. when it comes to this. If I was advising the vice president, now your audience is gonna hear maybe a little hardcoreness coming out of me here. They like that. Bring it. I know that the vice president is good. I, uh, I know the vice president is too big of a gentleman uh, to do this, but I would advise the president, vice president, to make the opening statement of congratulations to you, Senator Harris. Um, for such a historical nomination. We hope that you can live up in the highest level of morality that that this, um, this moment can bestow upon you, and that you do well and meet the morality that's necessary and demanded by the American people for such an honor. I would, something along that lines, man because there's nothing moral about Kamala Harris when it comes to how she has ascended into power. She has literally, no matter how we look at it, slept her way to the top. And it's just pure California history that everybody's avoiding. And the question is, is when you talk about moral character, when you talk about the hashtag me too movement, and when you talk about an individual that, when it comes down to what her ethnic backgrounds are, it seems that all bets are off with her as far as challenging her, her family background, where she stands on her family background, and how the media is portraying her. And as you've known, we've talked about, I, I, without a doubt, um, my position really on this is that there were so many better qualified black women across America within the United States Congress that were more worthy of the honor. But Nancy Pelosi bought this for her instead of really honoring somebody that was more deserving. The Attorney General should be easy for the governor to pick apart due to the fact that the Attorney General of California has never governed. Mr. Pence should focus obviously on his record, going from the United States Congress understanding how the Congress operates to actually governing a state, the state of Indiana. And then ask the question, very politely, can you explain your government's experience? And just put her on the spot. And if he really wants to get hardcore, can you explain how you ascended into your position of power? He won't do it. He won't do it. Because really, you know, surrogates need to get out there and start asking the question, Kamala, who are you? How did you ascend into the power and then ask the question of how does that relate to your morality? How many skeletons do you have in, the, in your closet? Hmm. Are you blackmailable because of maybe a lifestyle that we don't know of because you did not get married? Not that that is an issue, but it is an issue. But since you did not get married until you decided to run for the U.S. Senate. Hmm. Real simple, but then again, you know, most Californians, we know our background. Most Californians were okay with her becoming the attorney general of the state of California because let's face it, she was tough on crime. I will give her that. She was absolutely tough on crime for the most part. And Californians, no matter, as you know, Papa Jeff, Californians like to be tough on crime, you know, before all the tough on crime guys have moved out. So she was very appealing and acceptable as far as her position on crime, which is something that they're trying to, you know, cover up. But that's why she did not poll that well. She couldn't even beat Bernie Sanders, much less Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry, much less Joe Biden during the presidential primary out here in the state of California. So that is, needs to be the big question. How did you end up on the ticket when the state of California did not even want to support you for your presidential bid. So there are so many ways that the vice president can just poke holes into her, literally, her campaign, her position, to open it up for the American people. The question is, is how polite is the vice president going to be? And a lot of people are gonna think that maybe he does not need to be that tough. And I think that's gonna be a mistake. I think that, um, that the vice presidents, and, I, and I've been in the room, And I've met Vice President Mike Pence uh, before he became vice president. I got a cool picture and everything, man. Um, Knowing and understanding that this man is going to run for president someday. Sometimes your niceness, especially with the Republican side, the conservative side, you know, we uh, let's just call it. Let's separate Republican versus Democrat out of this, Papa Jeff. One of the big things that both parties have failed to recognize is that the American people did not elect a Republican into office. They did not elect a Republican. They elected somebody that they wanted to get a job done. And I think that's a mistake that the Democrats are making, just assuming that those individuals are not going to come back out and vote. And so the American people elected, Whether we, or should we say the states of America, elected an individual that they believe to be a junkyard dog to get things done, you yeah. And Mike Pence represents the opposite of that a little bit. And so the Vice President has got to be very careful not to disrupt that opinion of what the White House should be, whether or not the voters will have confidence in him to be able to lead in the same capacity as the president that they elected. So the vice president needs to come off as a little tougher than this just nice guy that can be controllable. So you talk about dog whistles, man. You know, when, when, whenever, and I, I think I said this last week with you, I know I said it on the 503 report, when I hear the word dog whistle, um, I'm sorry, when I hear the word presidential, I hear the dog whistle of controllable. And I don't want a president that is controllable. I want a president that's going to do the job. Kamala Harris is not going to do the job. And if anybody thinks that Kamala Harris is not controlled right now by Nancy Pelosi, then we don't understand the stakes of this election. And the vice president needs to point that out, that you, Senator Harris, number one, are controlled by Nancy Pelosi. Then ask the American people. Do you want Nancy Pelosi pulling the strings in the White House? And that should be a wrap. Well,
0: I, I we're definitely gonna see what happens and, and I the historically I think that the role of the vice president is to fight the president's battles, if you will. And we know that President Trump doesn't need that. He fights his own battles and then makes them up and then fights those. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, but that's not that that historic role of what uh, Vice President Pence has had to do. And and I, I agree with what you're saying, his, not only his faith background is going to prevent him from just getting up there and being a jerk, he's not going to do that. But he, he is an attorney, he does have political experience uh he has been a radio talk show host you know he's got radio broadcasting experience so he's a, he's great at debate and um kamala has been or is is an attorney has been a prosecutor has been a politician and she is does well at debate as well so we've got two people that um it's going to be interesting to see he's not going to get up there and jab at her I don't see that and I don't really see her coming at him like that I think we're going to have to see how the moderator goes and and how it goes but it's going to be it's going to be interesting and and um you know I'm going to get me a cup of decaf and sit down tonight and watch it and record it and so I can watch it again and um and just see and and we're gonna we're gonna talk about what happened with that more next week um you know, and, and what's, I, I, we all appreciate you being here with us for this. And because you are, um, you know, you're, you're our, you're our political analyst, man. You've got, you've got the experience in this and, and we certainly appreciate you being here. And I'm sure you're going to discuss more of this on the 503 report on Friday. What's, what's on the agenda uh, for Friday? Because I know I, our, our folks, uh, we want them to be able to, to To tune in to your broadcast or catch one of the the replays of it as well. What What are you going to talk about on on Friday?
1: You know what I like to do, as most of my audience does, is point out the the, um, the inconsistencies of of messaging, and all the way from the people taking the position of what the president said didn't say during the debate, when it comes to denouncing white supremacy, all the way to the suburbs comment, which was taken way out of context, as far as what the president actually meant versus how the media is spinning. I still uh, am looking to dissect a little bit of that conversation. Uh, a lot of the things that we discussed maybe a little bit more in expansion as far as, um, you know, what was the intent, how the president now is gonna be able to control the message. And when it comes down to the vice presidential debate, I don't expect Kamala Harris to do well at all, to be honest with you, because I would argue that she is not a debater. She has not had to debate. Uh, She never had to debate when she ran for the attorney general's office because California Democrats don't debate the Republicans because they don't have to. And Vice President Pence is going to be way more experienced when it comes to that. But the reality is, is that I'll say this today and then we'll look at tonight, I don't expect Kamala Harris to come across as likable um, because she has a hard time with the communication. Even though everybody's going to praise how great she did, I just really don't think that she's going to come across as likable when it comes to this. Um, And I I think you're going to see the weakness of her inability to govern more so than being able to argue a position. But the vice president has got a lot of, um, what's the word I want to say, you know, and I I know they're going to downplay that the vice presidential debates really don't mean anything. You know, traditionally they don't mean anything, but yet they might these days because of the obvious age and condition of both candidates. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people are going to tune into this debate, Papa Jeff, just like they did last week. And then, um, It'll be on. But the vice president, I would have to say, has got more truthful ammunition against Kamala Harris than Kamala Harris does against Vice President um, Mike Pence. So the question is, is whether or not Mike Pence is going to pull the trigger on some of the opportunities that he'll have to expose her as not being likable or capable to govern. Uh, under uh, Joe Biden. So yes, I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation that we laid down today. Um, Watch the debate and and discuss that on our Fired Up Friday program in the mornings that goes on from 6.30 to 8. And then later on on the uh, the 503 at 12.15-ish to 1.30-ish West Coast time. But it's always a pleasure being here. Um, I want to wish you well. I want to congratulate you. You are you're doing great, my friend. I mean, you're sounding great. Your program's moving along. It's easy to have a conversation with you, and um, I look forward every week up until election day uh, to continue this and to analyze what's going on so that your audience can get a feel. But really, I hope your audience understands that when I come on your program, it's not really I'm not really here to destroy a candidate one way or the other, as much as pointing out what we refer to as the wag the dog spin of the messaging. And at this point in time, it's definitely going to be a case of identifying more leftist message rather than right message, because it's three, four to one against the president when it comes to the media spin. So yes, man, my friend, I'm looking forward to uh, continuing the conversation with you up until election day.
0: Absolutely, thank you, my friend. I appreciate the the well wishes. Um, I got definitely two things going for me. I love to hear myself talk, and I got a face for radio, so I got two two <laughs> flat out uh, qualifications right off the bat. And we look forward to uh, hearing your broadcast on Friday, uh, the five o three report, uh, sierradailynews.com. dot com. You can also find um, Andrew's website, andrewwellborn.com dot uh, com, with his born American pride. Um, uh, stuff and things. Uh, check it out and Andrew's going to be back with us. We're going to record again next week and so it's it's going to be good. We'll see what happens. So guys stay put Andrew, thanks for being with us and guys sit tight. We'll be right back. Thanks for joining us in Papa Jeff's America. Papa Jeff's America is recorded live at OG Studios in Houston, Texas and is a production of Cameron Communications. Special thanks and musical credit to Texas Radio Fish, Galveston County, Texas, online at ccmixter.org. Please subscribe to our podcast at PapaJeffUSA.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our website at PapaJeffUSA.com where you can drop us an email, check out other episodes of our podcast, or you can link to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and soon, our new YouTube channel. And you can also call or text us at 281-940-6980. Thanks again for joining us. We're looking forward to seeing you next time when we continue the conversation one podcast at a time.